What's up, fight fans? This is John Scarmato, leader of the NWO Wolfpack. For life! And you're listening to the FFL Podcast exclusively on FFL+. Plus. And welcome back, John, so my, my esteemed co-host. Glad to have you back, man. Pleasure's all mine. Pleasure's all mine. We, we have been, uh, as fight fans, delighted and treated to maybe the best three back-to-back events that we've seen in a long time, Max. I can't, I can't, remember, I can't remember fight of the year candidates, like, week over week over week. It's literally been week over week over week, right? Yeah. Sanhagen Yan, definitely in the conversation for fight of the year. Absolutely. Then you go from that to a card that had legitimately two or three fights that were unbelievable. Unbelievable. The Justin Gaethje Michael Chandler fight. Greatest fight I've ever seen. Yeah. Unbelievable. And then you go from that card, which had three absolute bangers. Including Gaethje Chandler, which is fight of the year. Yeah. To Max Holloway versus El Pantera. Yeah, you're Rodriguez. In a five round classic, war. dude. A classic. War. Unbelievable. That fight had to be so good to even get close to the Chandler Gaethje fight that I believe it's a better fight. Oh my god. I believe god. it's a better fight. Wow. If you go back and you watch it, now that first round, of course. Greatest round I've ever yeah. seen, right? Chandler Gaethje, but wow, what a what what a fight that was! What a fight that was! Yeah, and honestly, the last three weeks are part of a bigger run this year, where the UFC is just on an absolute tear. I mean, it all started cost of a Tory, everything leading into that fight, and that was absolutely incredible TV to watch, man. Yeah. Costa throws so hard, and at 205 pounds. Um, Especially in the fourth and fifth rounds. He has no business throwing that no. much in the fourth and fifth round. He yeah. almost beat the. He finally uh, rocked Vittori a little bit in the fifth round. Incredible fight. And honestly, it goes back further than that. When you think of Ortega oh Volkanovski, dude. Yes, that that fight, third round. That fight. Unbelievable fight. Yeah. Unbelievable. What a run. What a year this has been. Yeah, this is this is really such an incredible year. When you consider how we started the year with no fans, the work that they did, Poirier um, and Connor, Poirier, first pay per view of the year, and Connor, um, incredible, right? Usman Masvidal. Oh my god! First fight back with fans. Yeah. So many great fights this year. Honestly, so many incredible fights. Um, I, I I I do feel like. This is absolutely in the conversation for best fight year of all time. Yeah. I got a sleeper for you. Michael Chandler, Charles Oliveira. When that happened in May, people were saying fight of the year. Unanimous. This is amazing. And look what happens later. So many incredible fights. But also, in the FFL, so many incredible fights. So many incredible moments. 
uh, wrapping up Double or Nothing. Uh, we go back into the Tough House, a place we haven't been in some time. Uh, we bring some new members into the fold for the first time. We did. We did. Um, we've seen some incredible fights. The first round of Tough is wrapped up. More to talk about on that later, but uh, we've just been treated. We've been delighted. We've been delighted and, with a lot of great fights. And word on the street is the FFL media team has uh, something to drop. Something to drop. Is, yeah. Uh, do we have confirmation of when that's taking place? Yeah, we do have confirmation, Max. Uh, the media team has been hard at work on uh, one of our next flagship events. Yeah. Um, it's a super exciting event. Uh, we're really excited to to bring this back from season one in a creative way. And, uh, yeah, the media team has been hard at work on some some uh, some videos, some, some hype videos for the event. And I can confirm... Um, Based on Titus giving me the nod over there, yeah, that uh, it will be released today. Oh my um, god! Probably, and again, we're talking about uh, the 18th. We don't 18th. know when this podcast is going to drop, right? But what we do know is that on the 18th of November, uh, we will get the trailer we've been oh waiting for uh, for our next highly anticipated oh. event. Oh my god! I can't wait! Yeah. Can't wait! Before we get any further. You told me this. Some you told me this morning something unbelievable. That you needed to sit down and have a tell-all with what exactly has been going on with the NWO Wolfpack. Not gonna lie, it caught me off guard. One of the most successful teams in the league, draped in gold. When you look across the divisions, uh, draped in wins, and um, you would think, you know, coming fresh off of your flagship fighter, reclaiming gold. Conor McGregor reclaiming the lightweight championship. You guys would be absolutely on top of the world. But uh, I'm going to say that the, the floor is yours. I'm just going to ask you this one question. John, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, what the fuck is going on is a great question. Um, there is, uh, there's, there's been a lot of rumors swirling around. And so I, I felt that it was best, uh, again, not just as a co-host on the pod, but really as the, the owner and the head coach of the NWO Wolfpack to sit down and just um, share some details that maybe uh, maybe you're getting lost in translation um, and certainly some things that you're going to hear uh, in, in this conversation are things that have never been brought to light, wow. but I feel like this is the, the moment in time in which we need to. Um, and look, we're 72-9. and nine. We are uh, the most successful team in the FFL this season just by wins and losses. Um, it's been an incredible year, but it's been an incredible year with, um, with a lot of trouble in paradise. Wow. There it is. Yeah. There it is. What, uh, what can you share with us? Yeah, I can share uh, a few things. I, I, I don't want to give too much away, but one thing that I will share is um, this is not something new. This isn't something that came about from a specific fight or a specific um, loss or win. This has been uh, building since week one. Wow. Actually, yeah. Uh, and you could, even, you could even take this back. We can take a little trip down memory lane uh, into season one of the uh, MCC. And there's, uh, there's signs, there's undertones of this being a problem. And um, look, I'm an open book. 
Yeah. I've been a I've I, I've been an advocate for my fighters. You know this, absolutely. Right when it comes to John Jones and some of the other fighters that have gotten into trouble, taking care of Paula yeah. at her lowest. Yeah, and uh, we love a good redemption story. We really yeah. do. Um, but I want to go back to uh, the beginning of the year. Okay. The beginning of this season, we uh, we knew heading into the season that we were keeping specific team members. There was no question about it, right? From optics, from a league standpoint, uh, John Jones, we got to draft, and uh, we were really excited to to have him. But Conor McGregor was the flagship fighter yeah. and is the flagship fighter of the NWO Wolfpack. Absolutely. He always has been. Um, he was the fighter of the year last season. He was one of the most successful fighters in the league, the first triple champ, um, the only triple champ, still. Still. Uh, for, for a moment. For, for well, a moment. Well, <laughs> Max Holloway is a triple champ. A... Let's, let's call it what it is. But, but Connor's really been the pioneer, and, and this season he's 16-1. and one. He's got one loss. Uh, he's undefeated in two divisions. He's got the light heavy, uh, the lightweight title. Yeah. Um, but really, going all the way back to uh, the first week of the season, uh, after uh, a short period of time, we acquired uh, Jose Aldo uh, in a trade. We're really excited to acquire Jose, um, and he made it really clear that he wanted to go on a run. You know, he wanted to be tested. He wanted to fight at bantamweight, but he really was passionate about fighting at featherweight. Yeah, always was his dream. It's a, it's his division. He feels like he's the king of the of the featherweights. And, um, you know, I take some ownership of some of the decisions that were made and some of the pushes that we made. Uh, after all, it is my fight camp, and ultimately I live and die by that. Um, but there's, it's no secret that Connor has been very vocal uh, and has commanded a lot of uh, the decision-making amongst the NWO Wolfpack. There's no doubt that his body of work, um, what he means to the sport, what he means... To the FFL, what he means to the Wolfpack in general, from a legacy standpoint, commands a different level of attention. So early on in the season, we made the decision uh, to allow Connor to fight at featherweight, which we thought was his best division, uh, and that really was the start of something much bigger. Oh my God! Uh, in the NWO Wolfpack, which was uh, a lot of contention, you know, a lot of frustration, and um, we saw this with Valentina for a little while. Yeah. Uh, most recently, something that we haven't shared, um, but I'd like to share now, is um, after the loss uh, that Jose Aldo suffered against Edson Barbosa in the featherweight division, before that fight, before the walk to the octagon, actually, uh, Jose shook my hand, uh, and in Portuguese, he said, and this could be a loose translation, so please forgive me. Yeah, of course. Um, but he said, this is my last fight. And I embraced him, gave him a huge hug, got really emotional. And yeah. I said, you know, the sport's going to miss you. You've been an unbelievable ambassador. You've been an unbelievable uh, mentor to this fight camp team. And he said, no, no, coach. Um, my last fight for the Wolfpack is tonight. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, we got to talk after the fight. Obviously, it didn't go his way, but... Uh, he made it. He's he's such a such a class act, such a respectable guy, that he shared his side, and he felt like we chose Connor over him. Um, he felt disrespected, and uh, and I felt that. I felt the pain there. 
That must have been tough. It was really tough, especially for him. He's such a class act. Yeah. Um, but we found him a new home. Oh, wow. And uh, and I'll get to that in a little bit. Okay. But, uh, but we found him a new home. We're really excited about it. Uh, but this, So all is good? On that front. <laughs> on that okay. front. Okay. Yeah. Um, but fast forward to the middleweight division. So, and this is something that I take a lot of ownership over, but um, Robert Whitaker was our flagship fighter at middleweight. He had a really unfortunate booking situation. You know, he he was on a a hot streak. He did take some tough losses to top-level opponents. And uh, he put himself right back in the middleweight gauntlet. He was ready to reclaim gold. And a decision was made by us to, to bring in Michael, you know, who's a legend of the sport. Uh, Michael Bisping came in, did an unbelievable camp. I mean, yeah. it was just, it was too much for us to pass up the opportunity yeah. to have the count back. Uh, and he did bring a lot of excitement. But Two massive wins. Two massive wins, almost making it through. Uh, the underdog in both fights. Yes. Um, but that left Robert Whitaker in a really tough place. And, uh, and after the loss to Israel Adesanya and the... Aftermath that transpired with the retirement Shock retirement. of Michael Bisping. Yeah, more news on him later. More news on him later. Um, we got to reapproach Robert, uh, the Reaper, the Reaper. Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. And uh, Robert informed me that he no longer was interested in fighting for the Wolfpack. <laughs> oh my God! These these yeah. personalities have yeah, got to be tough. Yeah, these four and a half to... and five star fighters. That, yeah, they um, they want to fight. And look. I, uh, I, I take ownership of that. I really do. I, 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 I did Robert dirty. I really did. There's no doubt about it. Um, I did Robert dirty. Yeah. Brought Michael in. He had a good camp. And uh, we let Robert down. And um, there's more to come on Robert Whitaker. It's not going to be with the Wolfpack. Oh, but my there's God. More to He's come. got a future somewhere he else does. as well. He does, yeah. But this, Max, of course, as you're, you're getting a sense that... Yeah. There's a trend here. Yeah. Um, and so what's what's transpired really is, uh, and this is probably going to ruffle a lot of feathers, so I have to be careful, um, but as the head coach of the Wolfpack, I feel like it's my responsibility to share the facts. Um, my concern as the leader of the Wolfpack is that Conor McGregor has gotten too big um, too big for the team. You know, uh, I've always said that uh, no one man is bigger than the team, and Connor has has gotten bigger than the team, and this is a concern for us. We're aware of it. Connor has 16 wins. You know, it's uh, it's 25 percent of the wins on the team, basically. So, but. Connor has absolutely taken more of a leadership role in the Wolfpack and has commanded a lot of the decision-making. And I'm concerned that it's it's leading to a lot of um, duress amongst the team. You know, I'm losing two guys that uh, their heart and soul was with the Wolfpack, and they're gone. They want to leave, right? So I have to make decisions to not only safeguard the Wolfpack, but... Um, I have to make decisions to safeguard really our brand, our franchise. We, uh, another sidebar exciting announcement. We are uh, officially, we signed the contract yesterday. I flew out 
to Dubai. Wow. We're opening up a cabin of hope oh in Abu Dhabi. Unbelievable. Super exciting. That's great news. Yes. Um, but I can't let one person uh, override the work that we're doing as a team. That doesn't mean that Connor's gone, right? I of love Connor. I love Connor. That would be unbelievable. But I need to make sure that I have um, fighters in place in the event that something happens with Connor, right? He's getting very big for any one fight camp, and I, I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't concerned. And so, first thing I'd like to announce live on the show. Oh wow! Okay. Is that, um, Breaking news. Team Apex and the NWO Wolfpack have come to an agreement that has been signed upon. It's not a verbal agreement. This is a written agreement. And the Wolfpack is going to send Jose Aldo and Dan Hooker wow. to Team Apex. Wow, the hung man himself. The hung man himself. Again, and Jose. Not getting, Jose getting a new home. Yeah, again, two fighters that are stonewalled by Conor McGregor. Let's yeah. call it what it is. Yeah. Um, and in return, the NWO Wolfpack is receiving a premier fighter. Oh, wow. In Justin Wow. Wow. Returning home to Denver, where he's from, uh, to help support the NWO Wolfpack. We've talked with Justin extensively. He understands that Conor McGregor is the flagship fighter at lightweight. The lightweight champion. Um, But we've shared with him some details that have has made him very interested in uh, the future prospects of the NWO Wolfpack. And he absolutely has a big part of that. We believe he's going to have a massive part of that. So uh, this just made a lot of sense for Dan. It made a lot of sense for Jose to get a new fresh start. And for Justin too, right? Um, 0-2, going to Team Apex, needed needed a fresh pace, change of pace, and uh, we get to do that. So um, that's one of the massive announcements that I wanted to share on the podcast. That is massive. Thank you for sharing those details with us. Uh, So Jose Aldo, more than likely, you've got to think, replaces... Cody Garbrandt, uh, Korean Zombie coming off of a big win there at featherweight, but now you have Jose Aldo, so that could be interesting. Absolutely. And then Hangman takes over, lightweight for Apex. Hangman himself. Uh, and then Justin Gaethje, who's yeah. been very clear about what he desires, just to be king of the lightweights, lightweight champion, yeah. uh, is probably going to the absolute best fit, the best fitting camp he could fight for. Um, but the lightweight champ (laughs) fights for that team as well. This is crazy. It is. Um, So, I mean, you shared a lot there. There was so much to unpack. Uh, I guess a follow-up question I have is, you know, does does Connor's desire to be champion in four divisions, which requires him to be active in three divisions and chase that BMF title, yeah, I mean, that means he's fighting in three divisions. There's less fights for your other fighters to take there. Yeah. Um, does it almost feel like it's, it's, it's something that you want to achieve, right? Obviously, you love Connor, the connection there over the last two years. I'm sure you'd want nothing more than for Connor to achieve his dreams and have four titles uh, and look just like Kenny Omega, but in the FFL. Absolutely. But you also have other fighters recently signed, like... Justin Gaethje and longtime uh, partnerships like George St. Pierre coming home. Oh. <laughs> it's gotta be. It's, it's, 
It's gotta be so tough, man. It's so tough, yeah. It's gotta be so tough. Just walk me through that. Yeah, it's, it's so tough. It's so tough. It's, it's so tough. Yeah, so it is really tough, right? Um, George has been unbelievable for us. Yeah. Uh, again, we're talking about the absolute top one or two ambassadors of MMA of all time, like class act. He came in. We had him last year. He found his way back home to the the Wolfpack. Aging like wine. Yeah. I mean, he's at, prime. he's in he's his in, prime he's right in now. He's in his absolute prime. And you know, Max, it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating as the leader of this team because I'm I'm between a rock and a hard place. I've got Connor chasing history. Connor can't stop winning. He can't stop winning. Makes he's it tough. Winning, he's winning. He's winning at 170. He's winning at 155. He has one loss at 145. So it, it makes it really difficult for me. Um, and but but at some point I have to make a stand. I have to right because more and more of my fighters are becoming disappointed and frustrated. That includes Robert Whitaker. That includes George St. Pierre, who is very upset. Um, respectfully upset. I mean, you yeah. can't get that upset, right? No. I mean, French-Canadian. Yeah. Um, but he is also in the same boat. I can tell you this live on the podcast. He's in the same boat as Robert Whitaker. Wow. Um, He's not going to fight again for the NWO Wolfpack. Oh, my God. Yeah, he refuses um, respectfully, but he will not be fighting again for the NWO Wolfpack. One fight in his prime, and now he's on the move. Yeah, and it's so sad to me, honestly. It's so sad. It breaks my heart because, um, again, this is why I wanted to talk today, because I want these fighters to know how much they mean to the sport, how much they mean to the NWO, and to me, right? Yeah. I mean, I treat all these people like they're my kids. Course. Love them so much, so much. Yeah. Um, but George is not going to fight for us again. Robert's not going to fight for us again. Um, and there's another one who has also expressed that they will never fight another fight for the NWO Wolfpack again. Um, and this gentleman has been incredible for us for two seasons. Again, these are these are guys who are loyal 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 and it's killing it's really killing me but uh alexander gustafson the mauler 2-0 coming back filling in for the the great john jones during suspension uh he has also requested a trade um and he will not be fighting again for the nwo Wolfpack. that's five fighters max uh that i've lost the trust and uh I just lost them. I've yeah. lost five incredible fighters. Um, so it really hurts. It hurts. Um, I had to do right by John. John's been an incredible fighter for us. Uh, he's coming back off uh, really difficult personal struggles. Uh, we wanted to stick by him. 10-0 in the league. Double champ. So we felt like we needed to stick by him. But Connor's on thin ice, I gotta tell you. Connor is on thin ice. Uh, he's commanding more and more of us. He's being pretty disrespectful. Wow. Uh, we want to see him see out his dream of being a four-title champ. We want to see it through. Um, but 
I have to, like I said to you before, protect my team. And so I'm going to protect my team by uh, doing another trade. Wow. And Max, this trade will go down as the biggest trade in Fight Forever League history. Oh my God. This is the biggest blockbuster trade that we've ever seen in the league. Wow. We've seen some big ones. We've seen some massive trades. Some the massive Khabib trades. trade comes Khabib to mind. Trade. Masvidal trade There's comes to mind. Mara Usman. Yeah. We've seen, uh, we've seen a lot. We've seen DC trade. Yeah. So, um, but this trade right here. Sorry, we're at the uh, convention center. Yeah. And I'm going to stop you there. We're going to hear more about this groundbreaking trade. Uh, in just a moment on the other side. 